Greetings and salutations, listeners, and welcome back to the Sofa Bros Podcast, the only place where Dante Hicks does not have to work on his day off. And it is going to be another beautiful, beautiful journey in our 30-year recap of cinema. And last last time we did 1993, we started off with a very, very strong year. And, and this year, I think it's going to get even a little stronger. It might get very, very much stronger with 1994. Who, uh, I was who, one who, years who, old. Who, who, who advanced last week? The, who qualified, I mean? Schindler's List qualified Schindler's last week list. for 1993. Schindler made the list. He got yes. a chance to be on his own list for once. Finally. <laughs> or not finally? I don't know. I don't think that's a list you want to be on. But, uh, it better be on this list, Schindler. I was about to say, it's better be on this list than the other list. Right. <laughs> I don't get it. Oh, you will soon, though, right? <laughs> But now, but now, now we get to now we get to go into into the into my year of being one years old in 1994. I was one. How old were you guys? In I was not born. Not alive. Not alive. Just got. <laughs> I was. Let's just go. Uh, Let's just get into it. Let's go to our bottom of it. What's our bottom? bottom? What's the worst movie of 1994 in your guys' opinion? So for me, according to my list on Letterboxd, at Fanatic, uh. I have Baby's Day Out. Uh, I can't can't remember much about this movie. I just know it was a child who escaped from kidnappers. Not even a child, a baby. And they made their way through, I believe, New York City. Their construction site. Yeah. I I vaguely remember it. But he could not get hurt. Like, there was was moments where the baby was walking on scaffolding, and just when you think it's about to fall, another pillar just comes up and just... Ex Mach. The movie should just be called Baby's Ex Machina. Yeah, Baby's Ex Machina. <laughs> the plot ah. armor for the baby was crazy. Like I, I have mean, never seen stronger plot armor. Like they really did not want that baby to just end up on the weekly news. Well, what did you? What you expected them to? <laughs> <laughs> be a little edgy. Well, at least sprain an ankle that's or my, something. That's, cry. That's my yeah, strength. I got that. I totally got that, Dan. That baby did not poop its pants at all the entire movie. That baby just yeah, that's just how you didn't know cry that's because it was hungry. Very unrealistic. Unsubscribe. I wouldn't have been able to last as long. Mine would have to be Flintstones, unfortunately. And, like, it's not to say that it was a horrible, horrible movie, but it was, it was the worst movie for me for that year, considering that. It's I'm... not a yabba-dabba-doo time. Uh, uh no, I, I'm afraid I'm gonna have to yabba dabba don't on this one, <laughs> unfortunately. Yabba dabba, do not watch this. Yeah. What about I'm you? I'm afraid. Dan? Uh, my my worst movie of, of this year has to go to the next Karate Kid, which is just <sighs> one of the worst. No, it is one of the worst, and it, it has nothing to do I with Hillary it. Swank. It's it was just so cookie cutter boring it was it you want to talk about safe it was so 90 safe it was complete with the little wood flute score like it was just i just did not was there was there a scene with her in that movie where she's like on a a rooftop with pigeons yes yeah okay yeah no yeah Yeah, i I didn't mind that movie you know when the reboot with jaden smith is better than this you know you did something wrong that's fair i guess but that was the worst, and I'm tired of talking about the worst, because that's not what we're about over here. Even though sometimes the shitters must be shot on, 
time to talk about our best. What is our we, best yeah. movies of 1994? I would say we dwell, we don't dive into the shitters. Alright, so as per usual, you already know the drill, 10 through 6, followed by the single digits. Uh, so in at 10, I have Clerks, I have it at 4 stars. Uh, I remember the first couple times I've seen this movie, I couldn't really get into it. But as I got older and like rewatched it, uh, I just really learned to appreciate it. Then at nine, I have a childhood favorite that even till this day, I watch as an adult, and I don't care how cringy it it is, but I just enjoy it. It's Three Ninjas Kickback, and that I also have a four stars. Fight me. Then at number eight, the arguably one of Disney's best, The Lion King. Uh, also out of four stars, but I feel like it'd probably go up on rewatch. Then 7, which is a recent watch, Chun King Express. They have this out of 4 stars. I uh, really enjoyed it, but not as much as some other Wong Kar Wai. I, I enjoyed it, but not as much as some other stuff I watched by him recently. Uh, and closing out that, at number 6, I got Speed. Keanu Reeves just being the badass that he is. Uh, also out of 4 stars. Uh, you know, it, does, it doesn't get better than a fucking bus rigged with a bomb. And that's me. Mm, I mean, couldn't have said it better myself. Buzz, Brink with a Bomb. I felt that. My 10 for 1994 would be The Mask. You know, Jim Carrey. Everybody loves The Mask. Everybody loves Jim Carrey. Um, I have that at three stars. You know, it was, it was decent enough. I don't know if it, I don't think it was the best 1994 Jim Carrey movie that, or it might actually might have been, right? The, the, no, it's the most popular not. one. It, I, would, mm. I wouldn't even say it was the most popular. I would say it was moderately popular because the least popular of them, unfortunately, is Dumb and Dumber. Yeah. It, it, it's a classic. It's funny, but it's a classic now. It mm. wasn't really all that talked about then. Really, Pet Detective is what drove this man into like superstardom. Oh, I can imagine. Yeah, I feel like the mask had like a few memes here and there, but overall, like, you know, it's it's decent enough. Uh, next would be Lion King. Got that at four stars. What, what can you say about the Lion King other than, arguably, like Jacob said, the greatest animated Disney movie to have come out. It's like Super... it's a genuinely good story. I think that's why. Yeah, you know. And it's not and... that. It's... It's the score, it's the animation itself, like, and this is during a time where CGI was, like, a requirement at that point, and hand-drawn was starting to, like, get X'd out little by little. Mm -hmm. So you had, like, the like the shot going from into Simba's mouth coming out of, or no, going into Mufasa's mouth coming out of Simba's mouth, like, that transition was, like, crazy. And this is a Hans Zimmer score, by the way, a young Hans Zimmer. Oh, I didn't even know that. Before the dope. Nolan years, yeah. And I, awesome. I, I, and I love a good movie that bangs under 90 minutes. Absolutely. Absolutely. And in most kids' movies, you'll find that to be pretty pertinent. Next, on number eight, I've got Speed. I've never seen uh, fucking balding, or like not balding, I would say, but like no hair, not long hair, yeah. no beard, Keanu Reeves. <laughs> But I loved every single second of watching this movie. A uh, very recent watch for me, as recent as today's broadcast. A few hours ago. <laughs> yeah, oh, literally. Then, um, it's fresh in my skull. Be a fun one. 
Oh, it's going to be a fun one. Bro, Sandra Bullock in that movie is just so ridiculously attractive. The way she just drifts a bus for like fucking 20 <laughs> minutes. Oh my god, I don't know why. I, if, I, if I was Keanu, bro, I would have folded too, bro. Just like he folded, gotta say. At seven, we've got a bump up in ratings with Forrest Gump, four and a half stars. Uh, which I mean, I gotta obviously I've liked like I've liked I've liked. Oh, where's this accent coming from? I've liked a lot of 1994 movies to have uh, a seven at four and a half stars. But yeah, you know, everybody's seen Forrest Gump. Forrest Gump's been around for super long. Everybody knows the story of this man, and like, really, it's it's like. In my, it's like an adult coming of age film in my head. It's like so, it's like a coming of, uh... That's probably the best way to describe this movie, is that it's legit a coming of age for an adult that doesn't have, like, like you, you can make it an really argument. really has nothing. It, it's just that he sees so much and lost everything with a positive attitude. He lost his best friend. He lost his mother. He lost the love of his life. But... He gained an even greater friendship with Lieutenant Dan. He gained a son. He gained popularity and money. Stuff that he doesn't care about. It's, I'm going to get there when I get there, but this movie no, is no, I got you. magic for me. It really is. I feel you. And at number six, another Today Watch would be the final part of the Three Colors trilogy, Three Colors Red. Was not. I'm not gonna talk about it because I know Jacob, you didn't watch it. I haven't gotten a chance to watch it yet. But I just didn't expect the atmosphere that this one had, comparative to white and comparative to blue. I did not expect it, but it was amazing, just as much as it was in white, just as much as it was in blue. I think personally, well, but it's still six. As because it they're, they're each. Each movie is a theme mm -hmm. on what each color of the French flag means. So when you look at it at what each color on the French flag means and the theme of each centering movie, it becomes like almost like art, but like you almost see it coming in a way. Like you said, like you you almost mm -hmm. saw the ending coming, but you didn't see the ending coming. But but four and a half stars, six. That's mine. Let's move on from that, Daniel. So. Kicking off this list is what I consider to be kicking off one of the greatest careers of the last 30 years, and that's Ace Ventura, Pet Detective. You get no better than the true start of Jim Carrey's comedic timing. Everything from, from his impersonations to the one-liner jokes to even being able to show his capability as an actual detective and a respectable one. Number nine is what I consider to be the greatest vampire movie and greatest vampire story ever told, and that's including Nosferatu and Bram Stoker's Dracula, and that's Interview with the Vampire. Interview with the Vampire is a, it's a, it's a period piece, it's a romance, it's a drama, and it's a horror film all rolled into one. I'd have to disagree. At number eight, we You said have... disagree? Yeah, yeah. the greatest vampire story ever told is Twilight. Oh, what 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 do you think? Um, Twilight. Twilight. Okay, someone. Tom Cruise is in this. Tom Cruise is the yeah, vampire in this. He is. He is Lassat. He plays the same character that also gets reoccurred in Queen of the Damned because it's all the same story under the same author. This was a vampire wow. romance series from a long time ago. 
This was very much it. This is what sparked that twilight phenomenon that we had built for the last 16 years. This author was the originator of it with Queen of the Damned and Interview with the Vampire. This was Vampire Erotica. I'll have to check this out. Sounds hot. Then at number (laughs) eight, oh no, it's Aaliyah was in Queen of the Damned and she was looking great in Queen of the Damned. Absolutely. At number eight, we have True Lies, Brian De Palma. Brian De Palma is a director that I cannot wait for you to guys get into, and I'm so glad that with this, that with the '90s, we can do it with True Lies and, J- and no, JFK was Oliver Stone. Snake Eyes was another one. I want you guys to get into The Untouchables. I know you guys have seen Scarface. He, I think he directed Scarface. So I, I think Oliver Stone wrote Scarface. I know Oliver Stone and Brian De Palma work together a lot. But yeah, Arnold Schwarzenegger, Jamie Lee Curtis. Arnold Schwarzenegger plays a, a secret agent who gets so deep undercover he forget he basically forgets that he's a secret agent. He has like a whole family life that he lives with. Number seven, we've already spoke ad hominem to it. The greatest animated movie of like the last thirty years with Lion King. It's just magic. It makes me cry. It makes me laugh. The songs just can't wait to be king. Be prepared. This kid's own uncle sung a song about how he's going to kill him. That's evil. That's just <laughs> not the, evil right there. Not the worst uncle I've ever heard of, but definitely a bad one. <laughs> he's up. He's up there. Because it's inspired by Hamlet. This movie was Hamlet with lions, and it was done so well. Oh, absolutely. And then at, and then at number six is, I. Uh, this is just a movie that I could watch literally back to back and never get tired of. It's quotable, it's fun, it's intense, but it's also heartfelt. And it's Leon the Professional. The man drinks milk and he waters his plants. And he has a, a pig, um, what's that thing called? Sock. Oven mitt. He has a pig yeah, oven Yeah, mitt. a pig oven mitt. Like, it's, it's so great. And th- this is somebody that, you guys have to watch La Femme Nikita, which is Luke Besson. And it's basically this movie, like this movie was like basically the remake of his French version, La Femme Nikita. And Luke, um, Leon is also in that as basically the same character, but I think his name is just The Cleaner there. But yeah. I'm bad funny because he's The Cleaner in this. He's, he's basically, he's, he's essentially literally playing the same exact character, but now with a name. Well, we could keep bouncing uh, back and forth on Leon the Professional, to be honest. I thought young Natalie Portman was phenomenal. Absolutely. This. She she almost outacted pretty much everybody for her debut. Yep. Oh, that's yep. crazy. It's your guys' fives and it's my six. Yeah, that's that why is. I'm saying we bounce right off it. We bounce right off it. Also, I want to note, like I've said before, I genuinely enjoyed um, the scenes, like the more intimate scenes that of of Leon and Matilda kind of getting to know each other and get comfortable with each other more than I did like, like when the they were action. doing the movie trivia thing and she's like dancing I thought it, I thought, I thought it was nice action. to see them kind of like breaking those boundaries and really like getting to learn each other Yeah yeah when he was trying to sit there and guess what she was doing Dan Yeah Oh I know that Gene Kelly <laughs> I know Gene Kelly and can't can't leave uh an unhinged DEA agent Gary Oldman out of it cuz he did a phenomenal job Probably still to this day his greatest performance. So, for me. No, I was about to say absolutely his greatest performance for me too. Like that man was just wild, off, the, off it. the wall. Like 
<laughs> like, what do you mean you don't like? You don't like Beethoven. Comes off his rocker, bro. He shotgun Blondie while she was in the in bathtub. the bathtub. <laughs> like, Dude, what a menace! Like that. That was probably one of the coldest deaths I've ever seen portrayed in media. He just he's walking by like a composer and then walks backwards. Boom! Like Lord. Yeah, he gave no shits. Right, so then I guess it bounces back to me with for number four because you yes, guys shared five. We shared five with Leon the Professional, me and Jacob, just for so be noting your purposes. Be your five. Then, oh, no, yeah. so it goes to my five now. Sorry. Yeah. It'll go to my five, which is which is Pulp Fiction, which wow. is essentially probably one of the greatest written scripts, not only of just the last 30 years, but like of literally all time. This script was mocked, copied, imitated. Everybody tried to emulate the dialogue style that Tarantino did with this film and there is not many besides I would say Paul Thomas Anderson and Aaron Sorkin that can match the wit and the snapping dialogue that Tarantino threw into this movie. They they made a conversation about the differences of cheeseburgers interesting. That's yeah. impossible. Well, not impossible, but it's like who how do how does the language barriers of the metric system end up being one of the most quotable lines in movie history. Yeah. Phenomenal. Phenomenal work. I'm shocked that you have Pulp Fiction so low. That's, that's what caught me off guard. Well, the, you, when you see the next, when you hear my reasoning for the next four, you'll understand why. Sure. And my four would be something that I've watched today, which is Stargate. Oh, I okay, yes. I Yep, I see that. Ooh. Ooh, I was so afraid to watch Ooh. this movie. So I was, was so I. afraid to watch this so movie, I. but I saw the cast, and I saw Kurt Russell and James Spader, and I always give James Spader a chance, because I fucking love James Spader. And... Have you seen Special Videotape? No. Throw that on the list if you love James Spader. Gotcha. Gotcha. Literally just did it. Yeah, I, so can you tell me if when they were going through the Stargate, was that, like, uh, <laughs> legit CGI? Excuse me. I, I think you, that was, yeah, 100%, that was all done on, like, It was movie. fucking dope. It was so fucking dope. I wish oh, that God. they, like, I wish that they put it on the big screen for me to watch it, because I know, like, I'll bump it up to a five, probably, watching everything, but I thought it was really set up well. I thought, uh, oh, my God, fucking debut of Anubis taking out the guys, taking out all the fucking military dudes is really fucking cool. I think, like, the mythological aspect of it was just super dope i'm really into that type of shit so i'm glad i gave this a chance Egyptians got the pyramids and everything like yeah. they are essentially yep. egyptians like the egyptians yep. were aliens the egyptians adopted alien like aspects and then yeah like just not to you know talk about it too much but it's just <laughs> it's funny how everything happened how it happened in the movie and I, uh, I remember watching this. It, the first time I threw this on was like 2018. Exactly. I remember, never forget. I threw this on in like 2018 because I did, like like with you, I wanted to go through James Spader's filmography after Sex, Lies, and, Lies, and Videotape and with Robert California. Like I wanted more of this man. Yeah. And I was a little hesitant because for me, with my knowledge, I see directed by Roland Emmerich. And I think of Days After Tomorrow and Moonfall and, you know, Godzilla. 2000 the god the 2000 godzilla i think of those movies and i get scared with roland emmerich because he's typically known for 
only disaster films. Independence yep. is yep. Roland Emmerich. 2012. Roland Emmerich. But when, but then I threw this on, and from opening to closing, this is to me my favorite sci-fi film of all time. I could watch this movie anytime. I want to bottle it. I love this film. I'd probably say the same. That's probably going to end up being my uh, most liked sci-fi film. I don't see anything topping up. I can't say the same. Damn. That's when wild. We have things like Interstellar and Dune. Well, have you seen Stargate? No. No, no. <laughs> I understand with, with stuff like Interstellar. I can understand because it's... Dune! Not- yeah, well, buddy. I'm... I'm- you did not one. say Sorry. Dune. You guys will come around eventually. You guys will come around eventually. Dune isn't a sci-fi movie. Dune is a desert movie. And even and even with Stargate being like what mainly even, set in the desert. What is a desert movie? I don't know. Dune. Lawrence of Arabia. Are dunes a made in movie. deserts? Dunes are. Make, there you go. Boom. It's a desert movie. Point proven. A dune, but a dune is like a wave <laughs> desert, like you know those hills, the mountains. Yeah, that's a dune. That movie's a dune. That's all right. We'll, we'll get, we'll cross <laughs> that bridge when we get there. Of course. Um, uh, moving on from you guys gotta yeah, now, yeah. From our four world, we're technically all no. We oh yeah, we are sharing number three. We're sharing number yeah. three. No, 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 no. You're you're sharing four, and I'm sharing three with you. Okay. You're sharing your four, and I'm sharing my three. Got you. All right. Well, four, the second, and the only other one I've seen of the three colors trilogy. Three colors white, uh, starring Julie Delpy, who I have been grown an immense fascination with after pretty much seeing a whole shit ton of her films this year. Um, this is my favorite because I haven't seen Red. But, It'll probably end up being your favorite, regardless. You think so? I feel like. But, um, <laughs> I mean, it's crazy. You know, how you get divorced by this woman? Because you can't get it up. Bro, not only... <laughs> but just the evilness just after the fact. Real. That's crazy. You're gonna send your ex-wife to prison? Listen, I mean, it was sweet, sweet revenge a, at the end I, of the movie. I have been... I have hated women over the last. Now nah, I'm just playing, but I would. I, I what? If, go, go, <laughs> you know, go to pharmacy man, get the blue chew. Unless was it? Done. Was it sweet revenge, Jacob? If he cried like a bitch at the end of it, because I mean, at the end of the day, he still fucking wanted her. I get that, but he's still got was his it get sweet back. revenge. He got his lick back and then hated himself for it. That's fine. <laughs> That's fine. That's fine. He just like me for real. He just like me for real. That's crazy. <laughs> what did you you rated it? Uh, I believe I have it at four. 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 Yeah, yeah, you have it at a four. I have a four and a half. Yeah, no, so I, then... I liked it. I did like it. You liked it. And I do. Uh, I wish there was more Julie Delpy in the movie. Mm-hmm. But I liked following. True. Uh, what the fuck was the guy's name? Carol? Carol, something like that. Carol, the main. Yeah, the it, other, it, was, uh, yeah. it was interesting to see his his journey and his mistreatment since Wild. he was from a, a different part of Europe. Yeah, and him not speaking French. It was it was cool to to see that. Mm, also, to just sidetrack really quickly, uh, 
Oliver from Blue died like five months after they released Red. The actual guy? Yeah, the actual guy. Oh shit. That's actually nuts. Yep. Yep. I saw like I was reading facts about it after I had finished Red. I, don't I was think like, it's a fun oh, fact, but yeah. wow, crazy. huh? I don't think it's a fun fact, but it's crazy. No, no, that's why I said facts. I didn't say fun facts. I just said facts. <laughs> <laughs> I was just reading facts. <laughs> um, yeah, that was just something that I wanted to say before, but forgot. <laughs> but yeah, that's my four. And my three, which means three. Uh, Dan's three. Uh, my three now. My number three is a movie that I would consider crafted my sense of humor my sense of comedy that just my overall taste this is a movie that i watched since i was like eight years old this movie i was so obsessed with that i used to read the script online i will never forget when my dad used to take me to his softball games and i used to get bored i used to get his iphone and this is the iphone one and it's still one on the internet and i would look up the script of clerks and just read it just so I can play the scenes in my head as if I'm watching the movie. I love Clerks. I can name any scene. I know all the words. I breathe this movie. This is one of the greatest comedies. It is one of the most intelligent scripts. The mundaneness of being a, a nine-to-five worker and dealing with the common every person. It's one of the most relatable movies to even this day. I see it myself in real life as a clerk to the stupid public. This movie is irreverent. It's it's culturally accurate. It, it's it's just one of the greatest scripts that anybody with no experience in movies could ever write. And the fact that Kevin Smith put himself in like $10,000 in debt for this movie is a testament to passion and true hard work. Very nice. Have you I've seen never Clerks? seen Clerks. Yeah, I was just about to ask. I've never seen Clerks. I like oh, ju just man. I the first one I had seen a, f a few times, like I said earlier, but then I had just watched like all three of them, like the beginning of the year, end of last year, like all. I three. barely know who Kevin Smith is. What did you say? I know. Silent Bob. I know he's one of. Yeah, I know he's one of them, but I don't yeah. know which one he Silent is. Silent Bob. He's the fat okay. one. No, I meant I know who he is. I know what he looks like. I didn't know if he was Jay or Silent Bob. I don't know which one's Jay and which one's Silent oh, Bob until just now. Thank Bob. you. Yeah. yeah, he's the one that has no lines in every movie until literally the end of the movie, and then he gets one line. That's unfortunate for him. Well, not a line, but he gets he gets a like a, a sentence. Sometimes it's a monologue, but like Mall Rats, uh, chasing Amy. Jane Silent Bob Strike Back, all of these movies, he doesn't talk until he has to. Well, quick paycheck. I mean, he, it, what do you mean? It's his movies. No, oh, he was directed, he wrote, directed, funded. It's his production company. So he, he just didn't want to do it. No, I just think it's comedic genius. He had like six other jobs. Well, that too. That too. And you gotta remember when it came down to clerks, he didn't do this on a set. He didn't. He got. He worked at that job, the job that Dante and Randall worked. He worked at the Quick Stop and RST video. He asked his boss if he could film there, 
And he said, sure, but he has to do it at night when the place is closed. And that's why the whole movie has the shutters down. Because the movie's filmed at night. And he, he used, like, 15 of his friends. There's, like, this... Literally, you'll notice there's, like, the same people over and over in the movie. Essentially playing different roles. I'm done. Like, that's the one great. guy, Walter Flanagan, literally has, like, three roles in that movie. To watch it again. Yeah, same. Well, not again, but for the first time. And that, that, was, that was Dan's number three, right? Sure. So now it's my number three, which I know is going to be is higher up for Dan. Right? Or Yeah, you guys... Yeah. You guys go out that. No, we, essentially, yeah. We're sharing two and yeah. three. Yeah, so Forrest Gump. I mean, this movie is... is I, I pondered on it for a while because I had it lower on my list towards last week and I really was thinking about it and I was like yeah this movie is really fucking good it's just it's to to put it in the simplest of terms it's just a simple man who did extraordinary things and there's no way that that doesn't make you feel something the best way I can describe this movie truly is live action we didn't start the fire Harry Truman, Doris Day, Red China, Johnny Ray. Like, this whole movie is literally just we didn't start the fire. And it has actually a really good score. Oh, I, of course. Of course. I'm trying. I, it was, was it on? It's not Thomas Newman. I don't think Thomas Newman did this score. But I'm going to look see. it up right now. Composer, composer. It was done Alan by. Alan Silvestri. Yeah. Yep. Oh, Avengers, me. Alan Silvestri. Back to the Future. Yep, Back to the Future, Alan because he used to he worked with Zemeckis a lot. But yeah, Forrest Gump. It, there's nothing really much more to say about the movie other than like if you haven't seen it, please do. I'm ref- I'm completely refraining from spoilers in any way with this particular movie. And there's gonna be a lot of movies where I'll say that too, and this is one of the first words. I cannot, for the life of me, take away anything that's in this movie. Like everything, just needs to watch it unfold as one of a beautiful piece of poetry. Then the next few movies of our tops, like these last like few movies, are gonna be movies where I would I want the audience that hasn't seen it to see it. Like like doing doing this and talking about this stuff has really made me realize like Tom Hanks is really top tier. Top no, tier, absolutely. Like, he's one of the so greatest actors of all time. So much good yeah. stuff. Like, it's very rare you see him miss. Yep. And he even directed in the 90s. I think we get that. I don't I want to see what year that thing you do was. I hope that thing, that thing you do was not 96. before 93. 96. So when we get to 96, you guys got to watch his directorial debut with that thing you do. Word. But that was, yeah, that was my number three. And that was Dan's, what, your number two, right? Hell yeah. So we need to to... bounce right off to my number two and your number two as well. Yeah, you both, once again, share this. Yeah, it's a crazy. Fiction! Royale with cheese. I'm really shocked that you have this as low as it is for how fucking awesome it is. And and for how highly you hold the director. No, I I know, but when it comes, like, like, when it comes down to, like, Clerks and Stargate, like, Clerks is a very much more personal movie to me than Pulp Fiction. Like, if we're going to talk about personal 
Tarantino movies, Kill Bill is personal to me. Jackie Brown is personal to me because those were two movies that I actually watched as a kid and got to sit with and evolve with. Pulp Fiction, I'll be honest, the first time I watched Pulp Fiction, I was about 17. And then, yeah, like, I do love the movie. I think it's one of the, the greats. But, like, I it's in the top five. But with Clerks and Stargate and Forrest Gump, like, these are just, these are movies I can I get it. magic. Yeah, I magic. get it. But, I mean, the writing and the dialogue Star in Taylor. this movie. Hey, hey, Ben. Pulp Fiction. Hey, no, Ben. Yeah. What they call a Big Mac. Le Big Mac. <laughs> so, what they call a Whopper. I don't know. I never went to Burger King. <laughs> That's, that was the best. Homie didn't go into Burger King. Bread. You smart motherfucker, bread. <laughs> and the script no, is so fucking bread. reckless. Oh my it's god, the script. <laughs> the yeah, script is the, so the, fucking the, reckless. The writing is is just top notch, though. Like you're it's... gonna give her the shot. I'm not giving her the shot. I've never given the shot before. Oh, the day I bring a drunk up bitch to your house is the day I give her the shot. Till then, give her the shot. <laughs> Yeah. Where's the black medical book? No, it, it it's comedic when it shouldn't be comedic. It's serious when you're like, okay, this is disgusting. Like we shouldn't be like having like a feeler moment in a in a scene like this. Like it it is pure magic. And I like how well, it, ma- it manages to uh, alternate like the different stories, like in an engaging way. It's one of those movies where I do want to watch it. Like, I want to own the physical so I can be able to download it and chop it up into the actual chapters it should be in. <laughs> I don't remember. Uh, well, not that I don't remember, but I guess I'm just now realizing because I haven't seen much of her work. But, yo, Uma Thurman got it like that. She had it like that. She's got it like that. She, she always going to have it like that. She's always going to have it like that. So Hell yeah. Shout she's, out Uma Thurman. I think she's in Red, White, and Royal Blue as the president. I heard that one Fallout Boy song. You know, she wants to dance like Uma Thurman, and I never, ever. But now here I am. Oh, now you get getting, it. Now I get why she <laughs> want to dance like Uma Thurman because Uma Thurman was fucking. She want to go crazy. She want to go crazy. Let her go crazy. I said, God damn, God damn, God damn. And as great as Pulp Fiction was, I think boys. All of our number ones was just yep. much sweeter. Arguably the greatest, the greatest movie, movie ever yeah. made. Of all time. Yeah, arguably the greatest and, movie and ever made. Not arguably, definitively, the everybody's father's favorite movie. Yeah, you know, this well, is like I don't know. Every top, like every top list, this always I don't always know if my dad watched this. Oh, this is definitely my father's favorite movie of all time. I'll, I'll ask my dad if he watched this next time I see him. Same. This is, it's, where do we start? <laughs> get busy living or you get busy dying. Our... Like, this movie, it's, it's, it's the emotion of man. It's the what institutionalization. It's getting complacent in one area. Like, Brooks's story alone is the driving force force of the message that Darabont was trying to say where one man gets complacent for too long you just lose who you are you don't know he wanted to rob go home fuck that F- okay first of all our 1994 top one definitively on all three of our lists because we didn't even mention the name before we just dove right into talking about the story oh yeah Shawshank obviously redemption. the Shawshank Redemption yes sir <laughs> we all have it at five we all have it at number one Let's talk about it now. 
Bro, fuck him wanting and thinking about robbing the store. He was ready to knife his own boy in the throat just yeah. to stay in Shawshank. Figured if I freak out, they'd let me stay. That's fucking insane, dude. One of the most beautiful details to me about it as well is with Brooks's suit, it's when he gets out, when he gets released, the suit is so constricted on him and it's tight because he went in mm. there when he was like 20. Yeah, he was in there like an old man. Years when he was in there, put this in perspective. When Brooks went to jail, the Wright brothers didn't even fly their first plane yet. Yeah, the Wright brothers just invented like the biplanes blueprints when that man got arrested. Because I think they flew their first plane in like 1918, and he was already in jail for like 10 years by that point. He never saw an airplane. An airplane. This man didn't see. Brooks, stop. <laughs> You're gonna make I me feel all me over again. Fuss about me. I'm like, oh man. Oh, what an amazing, what an amazing actor. He really made you want to cry for me. It doesn't even matter why he's a criminal or what he's in jail for. A lot of them that, you know, you get this connection with, why was Red in jail? We don't care, but we love him anyways. Yep. Nope, they're all innocent, guys. Uh, didn't you hear every man in Shawshank's innocent? Yeah. No, but the crown, the crowning achievement, the man that stole the show for me personally is Clancy Brown. Mr. Krabs was just, he was the best part of this movie. If I hear so much as a mouse fart in here, I swear by God and Sonny Jesus, you will all visit the infirmatory. Oh, damn. And he killed that poor fella, too, moments before saying that. He Step killed aside, that poor fella. Have himself an accident. <laughs> Poor guy didn't deserve all that beating from Mr. Old Krabs, mean old Krabs. Yeah, no, but, that was that, that was a and they held on that beating too. Like there was no sound design. It was just all the scraping of the sole of the shoe on the floor, the, the baton hitting the body. Oh yeah, yeah. When when shit got real, what the fuck was the score? You just heard prison, like you were in there, sitting in the fucking corner, dark, watching this shit, waiting for your turn. The background was the score. <laughs> exactly, that's what I'm saying, bro. Like you, you don't need uh, to have something. Shit, honestly, the silence was just as frightening enough. No, because it it also shows the like the the uncutness of brutality. Brutality isn't flash edits and a nice somber score blue brutality is a man literally getting beaten to death for being scared yep crying this movie is uh... as mommy no less i can't do it i can't uh, I, I that that movie is why i'm glad that i don't break the law what <laughs> what so that movie is why I'm glad I don't break the law. No, I yeah, cannot... no, I heard that. I heard that, but just... I can, I just, I, because I won't be able to do it. If I had someone like the sisters after me, no, 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 no. I'm good. Interesting. But to me, this is like, this movie isn't like something you can rewatch like many times. No, not at all. Maybe a once every few years watch just to make sure it but yeah, but it, And just to make sure it's still just as fucking perfect. Cause I like, can't, I, I can't imagine movie? myself watching this, you know, on a weekly basis or a monthly basis. Cause I love no. it that much. Nah, I'd watch this every other like Thanksgiving, like like 
in yeah. three things. Like if I watch it this Thanksgiving, I'll watch it in three Thanksgivings from now. Like every right. other Thanksgiving, I'll watch this movie. It's just, uh, it really is a per- almost, you know, it is a perfect film. No, it could, it 100% is a perfect film for as long as it is and for the material that it got adapted from. It's the perfect three-act structure. You have character motivations, character dynamics. It, you have music when you need it. You have the writing, a lot of this writing. And, I mean, come on. This movie gave birth to everything that we know about Morgan Freeman being God, essentially the voice of God. Yeah. And I, I think it touches on like a lot of different themes, too, like uh, rede- obviously redemption uh hope the like the strength of the human spirit institutionalization man that shit is so fucked he crawled through five football fields of shit to get free in a small shit piss whatever the fuck else they flushed down the toilets five football fields of some of the most smile and foul smelling things you can imagine like he just had to breathe that shit in for god knows how long and then hope to everlasting god that at the end it wasn't gonna like flood him you know like the river wasn't gonna just rise up because of the storm and he wasn't gonna die in there you it was really human resolve throughout that entire scene and and personally to me what i would say is is probably if not the best scene of the whole movie is that all of that there because it's everything that you waited for that and when he locks the the door to the warden's office and he plays the the opera music that oh my god because for one moment he everybody felt like normal men the fact that he helped people feel like normal men a lot throughout that movie it's 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 a testament to not losing who you are when the world has robbed you of your individuality. When he thought he had nothing left, what did he do? He got beers for his boys. When he thought there was nothing left, he started his own tax business. When he thought there was nothing left, he tutored a kid. Like, it's just, it's magic. It's it's art. It's poetry. It's he really kept beautiful. himself busy for all of, yeah, he really years. kept himself busy for all those years that he just didn't deserve to be there. Yeah. And when the, the reveal of how he did his plan where he's literally just shaking his the rocks out of his pant leg. Yo, no. God. That shit oh, was so God. clean. When homie was so pissed in the uh, in the cell and he threw the rock at the poster and it just cut through because <laughs> there's no wall. <laughs> that was so good. So simple. And the sound design of the pebble falling down the pipes as everybody just looks on in shock and awe. Oh, the tension could be cut with a samurai sword. Yeah. What else can we say about the Shawshank Redemption other than fucking perfect? I don't have anything more to say, but I do want to say there's a, a review I read on Letterboxd I wanted to read. It says... Oh, I want to hear this. <laughs> It says, whoever named this the greatest movie of all time obviously hasn't heard of Sex Trek, The Next Penetration. Oh, I haven't heard of it either. I think I saw that in my algorithm one time on, uh, oh no, never mind. Yeah, let's not go there. (laughs) (laughs) But I mean, I think with everything being said and everything that we've all said, um, do we really need to sit here and vote? 
No, there's no vote. No, Absolutely there really, not. there actually truly is no vote here. Like, there's one definitive winner. Like, Congratulations. Like, I, I, I thought about it too. Like I did. I thought about between this and Forrest Gump because Forrest Gump was a really, really hard not to put it up there. But when it comes down to like what each movie meant to an individual human and the human spirit and will, you know, Forrest Gump, as much as it, there's a lot of emotions there, he really didn't face adversity because nothing really bothered him. There were things that bothered him, yes, and that he was vocal about it. But war wasn't an obstacle to overcome, more so as war was just another adventure that he had no idea how he got there. Listen, Forrest Gump won Best Picture, right? Yes, it did. Yeah. Therefore, Shawshank Redemption wins this. Gets yeah. its redemption in the Sofa Bros <laughs> tournament. Yes, sir. You have earned yourself the 1994 splot, splot, spot. Thank you, Frank Darabont. Thank you, Stephen King and Tim, and Tim Robbins, Morgan Freeman. Everybody did a fantastic job here. And I'm so glad that we got to really go through this. And I'm so glad that you guys get to go through this with us because we love doing this. And we're going to continue to do this as long as we can speak. And even then, we'll find a way to, to realize sign language. And we'll just do videos of us signing these tournaments if we can't speak. Because I want to talk all about these years to come, especially with 1995. That's gonna be a Which big year. Which I'm excited for because, like I told you before we started recording, I'm I'm much more versed in the 1995 films, so I'm I'm excited for for next week's episode. And I hope you guys are here for next week's episode because it will be a big one. But until I'm that... also excited to see to see Sean's logs on Letterbox because he's gonna have to oh, watch yeah. some 95 stuff. And there's I'll a lot of stuff. I've been all week. I have I a decent amount already, but... But I feel like you're probably missing, like, a good chunk of, like, that top 20 Absolutely. that pops Absolutely. up. Oh, no, 100%. Yeah, 100% is. I'll be getting through, don't worry. But, but until then, guys... Until 95. Until 95. <laughs> until 95, we are the Sofa Bros Podcast. 